Today's story concerns adult subject matter for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or there are youngsters listening, please skip this one and come back for another story another time. You're listening to Pride Month on the Voice of Dog. This is Rob McWolf, your fellow traveler, and today's story is Going Both Ways by Makasi Wolf, a wolf mercenary writer. His works have been published by Thurston Howell Publications, Rabbit Valley, Goal Publications, among others. You can find links to more of his stories on his Fur Affinity or Wikifur page. Read for you by Crimson Rory, the Mountain Smith. Among the things to be proud of is our ability to define ourselves, to refuse to be limited by categories, to experiment toward our authentic selves unburdened by the expectations we have discarded. But the hardest expectations to discard can be those we do not realize we have. So it is important to be open to one's own evolution. Case in point, the things to be discovered by Going Both Ways by Makasi Wolf. I crept up to the door of our house, keeping my ears flat as I peered through the side windows. Spying no one, I decided on the garage door anyway. Sam's car was still here, which meant he was still home, around for me to spring my surprise on him, a routine we'd recently agreed upon. Sam's a wolf just like me, tawny gray fur, pointed muzzle, and cheek ruffs. The two of us looked so alike that people often mistook us for brothers right until we started kissing in public. It lost us a couple of friends, but gained us the support of others, so things worked out okay. Sam's always the less confident of us both. I was the one who decided whether we went cross-country cycling or mountain biking, swimming in the pool instead of chilling at the beach. More often than not, I decided on the movies we watched, if only because Sam couldn't make up his own damn mind about things. He put his paws down on the choice of restaurants, though. Anything overly spicy was something I would have to go to alone. In bed, Sam was as much of an equal as I was. Oral, anal, frauding, mutual masturbation, and goddamn if he didn't howl louder than I whenever I got him good in the ass. Or dick, should our roles be reversed. Neither of us was exclusively top or bottom. We were pretty versatile switches, adhering to every tenet of sexual activity and role play. During a night of passionate omega-atop-alpha sex, ending in my nodding Sam as he slumped atop me cowboy-style, we had more than enough time for a serious discussion on our kinks. This added to our book a tenet of our very own, even as I stroked him off to an amazing, howling finish. Always be yourself, no matter what others say or do. It might seem like too much stating the obvious, what with me and Sam having so much passionate sex and being extremely open about it to everyone out there. But one thing about wolves was that we traditionally had a hierarchical pack system, which unconsciously extended even among same-gender couples. Someone had to call the shots, as I've mentioned about restaurants and whatnot, and though we're all about personal equality, it still remains a habit of ours to correct and order one another about. It's part of who we are. Sam and I had been together for five years now, and it wasn't easy remaining together for as long as we did. Sure, the sex was great, but being as young as we are, we needed to have a little variety every now and then, and that meant our eyes tended to stray. I always feared that Sam would fool around with other guys. Perhaps it's just that overprotectiveness and jealousy that came along with my being the de facto alpha. Once Sam even said that he would like our relationship to be a more open one, so we weren't tied to just one another, no pun intended. 
Sam was his own wolf, that's for sure, and I told him I was fine with that as long as he gave me the chance to do my bestest in keeping things fresh in the bedroom. So we began switching things up every now and then. We tried all kinds of crazy shit, that's for sure, including having sex while drunk, or even when high on pot, one of my higher-class friends managed to procure from his higher-class dealer, who even knew that was possible. We even tried fisting, and no shit, neither Sam nor I could lie flat for a week after that. But that was fine. Spooning on our side still entered the equation, though we had to take it slow. When our asses finally got better, we even tried dressing up in costumes marketed as fursuits, role-playing as other species of people we knew. It felt fucking weird, wearing fur over fur, but it was fucking cool for a while, though even the cost of cheaper fursuits kind of limited their appeal. Sam and I even took to surprising each other randomly, like lying butt-naked on the sofa in front of the door when the other one returned from work, or waking up the other one in the morning with a nice maw job. It was practically a game of adult peekaboo for the both of us, and I was sure Sam looked forward to these surprises as much as I did. He hadn't had the drive to surprise me for the last couple weeks, though. Not that I ever wavered in my stance to keep things exciting. I was determined to make this relationship work, after all. Which is why I was peeling off my managerial work clothes in the garage, grinning from pointy ear to pointy ear as I took a glow-in-the-dark sheath dildo out of my work bag. Knowing that Sam had taken a vacation day from work to settle some outstanding manners of his, I decided he could do with some encouragement from yours truly. Today I wasn't Harry the Alpha, but Vlad the Defiler, if the name of my newly bought barbed felid demon cock was any indication. My prosthetic dick bouncing in time with my very own, I tiptoed throughout the house, looking and sniffing left and right for any sign of my wolfie. After all, it wasn't a surprise if he knew I was coming, right? However, the sense of all the different fragrances we'd used on each other over the months to resemble that of other species permeated the hallways of our house, enough to render my nose useless. I stopped right before our bedroom, within which loud rock music blared. My dick having sagged somewhat in my search for the elusive Sam, I stroked it back into reasonable perfection as I placed my paw upon the doorknob. Ready or not, here I am. Vlad is here and he'll make you come, I announced as I barged in. And stared aghast at the sight before me, my erection sagging. One of my Sam's favorite bands was bawling away on the radio, which we shared, which wasn't too surprising given Sam never listened to any other shit at least in my considerable earshot. A couple articles of clothing were scattered around the room, which wouldn't have been surprising were not for the fact that Sam was something of a neat freak, especially in his days off. Even the fact that he was naked on our bed, pounding away at someone on all fours wasn't all that astonishing, given what we'd talked about months back. The all-too-feminine moans and gasps coming from that someone was something I never could have imagined. The possibility that it could be a product of my own imagination was dashed by the presence of two boobs wobbling with every meeting thump and click that Sam made in the Alsatian's ass. I see you're back early, Harry, said Sam in between huffs and puffs. Just take a seat and enjoy the show. What? I... My ears flattened at this ridiculous turn of events. Take a seat? Are you fucking mental, Sam? <laughs> no, I ain't. You you remember what we talked about, Sam panted. The Alsatian girl looked at me as her tongue lolled, but otherwise exhibited no surprise or fear that normally followed after a guy walked in on his cheating spouse. 
Not that I'm experienced in all that mind, unless you counted my walking in on a colleague doing the cleaning lady in the maintenance closet. I merely gave them two thumbs up and a smile, and, like the good sport that I was, never brought it up again. It became hard to take him seriously in the meetings after that, though. But I didn't feel the need to be a good sport about this, not when my damn boyfriend lied to me all this while. My mouth opened and closed. Why didn't you tell me you were straight? I finally barked. Because I'm bi, said Sam. I flung the demon cock I'd wasted money on onto the floor, and the loud splotch of silicone got Sam's attention. Fuck that technicality shit. When you said you could play around with others, I thought you meant with other guys. Girls are gross. Oh, no need to worry about me here, snarled the Alsatian, and I took a reflexive step back. Yeah, don't knock it till you try it, Harry, Sam huffed. And here I am, knocking her up. As if on cue, he slammed his hips forward and howled. My ears flattened, even as I thought I could hear the muffled sounds of dick-spurting torrent after torrent of cum into who knows what hole that was. The Alsatian gave a long, drawn-out whine as she collapsed in the mingled orgasm, her claws gripping the sheets, our sheets, in a frenzy. Sam ran his claws through the bitch's fur, sighing as he gave one of her tits a grope. I was starting to feel too much like a voyeur, some perverted intruder in someone's private party. Forget the fact that it was my very own boyfriend fucking some random female I didn't know. At least I didn't think I knew her from the few quick sniffs I courted her. Harry, meet Marilyn. Marilyn, you already know Harry. Marilyn waved a paw and tail as Sam pulled out with an outpouring of cum. It dribbled copiously onto our sheets, and before I could wonder about this lady crying foul on any unwanted cubs Sam might have sired on her, I saw the empty diaphragm wrapper on the bedside. Marilyn's a longtime colleague of mine, said Sam as he rolled onto his side. Two of us have been dating a while, but I've never stopped loving you, Harry, said Sam as I made to protest. Well, the two of us thought this would be a pretty cool way of my coming out to you as bi. Cool? God damn it, Sam, you didn't have to go through such a fucking theatrics to do that. All you had to do was fucking tell me. I was starting to yell, and Sam's ear flattened briefly, but raised back up at this outburst. Maybe it was the alpha in me, but I felt that after what Sam had done to cheat on me, he should at least have had the decency to look sorry. I didn't want to lose you, Sam barked, startling me. I already spoke to you about keeping our relationship open and wanting to see other people. I don't date just any girl I see. Marilyn's nice. She's smart and funny. She's pretty chill even when others like you outrightly called her gross. Girls are gross, I reiterated. Sorry to burst your bubble, sweetie, but we're not all like that, Marilyn spoke. Mind you, I've known plenty of men who are gross too, but you're Sam. He's a real sweetheart. He nearly broke things off between us just to remain loyal to you. But come on, Harry. Sam's his own person. He can't help being bi, just as you can't help being gay. Hell, he's taking a big risk managing all the necessary plans for you to walk in on him just to keep things fresh and exciting. Looks to be some weird routine the two of you have, but I dig it. Harry, Sam got up and walked over to me, paws reaching out for my shoulders as I flinched. I'm interested in both men, he looked in my eyes, and women. And I just want you to understand why it's so important to me. That's just the way I am. But 
I don't want to keep this a secret from you all my life. Please understand. I unconsciously looked at Sam's sticky shaft, slowly receding back into its sheath, wondering just what disgusting hole it had been in. And then I realized that perhaps my original train of thought was just as hateful as all of the homophobic shits out there. For millennia, people had considered gays like me unnatural, discriminating against us based on who we loved and which hole they assumed we let someone stick their dick in, and vice versa. All of that changed when people were no longer as close-minded. Who exactly was I to judge whether girls or vaginas were gross or not? If anything, I was the bisexual phobe here, if that was even a word. And I owed it to Sam to understand what made him cherish and ravish Marilyn so, and there was only one way to find out. I want to understand you as you do, Sam. I really do. But Marilyn's your girlfriend, so, um... I looked from Sam to Marilyn. So expecting me to get it on with her isn't any option. Who says it ain't, drawled Marilyn, lying back on the bed with her legs spread. I looked questioningly at Sam, but my wolfie just sat on one of our chairs, his tongue lolling as he looked from Marilyn to me. I looked at that glistening black pussy spread out before me, wondering just exactly how anyone could find that appealing enough to slide into. Then I remembered telling Sam to allow me to try keeping things fresh, and I realized that perhaps now it was his and Marilyn's turn to keep things fresh for me. And as I thought of the enjoyment on Sam's face as he fucked Marilyn senseless, tongue lolling as he pounded out a storm, I gripped my shaft and pumped it hard, imagining Sam's pleasure as my shaft steadily rose. Whoa, keep some of that honey for me, baby, Marilyn reached out to pull me towards her. I paused in my stroking as I crawled onto the bed, Marilyn guiding my shaft into her as I tensed. It was surprisingly loose, to say the least. Looser than an asshole, if that was a good enough comparison, but hot and warm nonetheless. I gave several experimental thrusts, and Marilyn coaxed me downward with her arms as I built up a tempo, taking a deep breath. Aside from the slurp-slurp feeling I felt on my shaft, nothing about Marilyn's scent turned me on, except for the undertones of Sam's musk on her. The thought of fucking someone Sam had just finished in his cum sloshing around my dick, no less, led my thrusts to greater excitement, and I could feel all the differences of Marilyn's insides that made her special. That subtle bump of her pussy's interior I heard all canids had punctuated every thrust I made, every move I took, the silky encompassing warmness and heat of her sex enveloping and releasing me in a flurry of smacks and slurps. I felt myself cresting to the edge and slammed one last time as I howled, head thrown back as the primal urge to come took hold. I spurted once, twice, thrice into that warm, luscious snatch, whiffs of pheromones permeating the room. I looked hazily at Sam, who'd started jerking his own self off as I fucked, coming with a bark before me. The fact that Sam got off to me fucking a girl gave me a fresh new high, and... I couldn't help but smile as I made to roll onto my side, and found myself unable to. My knot was locked into a tie with Marilyn's snatch. The Alsatian grinned at me, her fingers stroking the fur around my groin teasingly as Sam climbed onto the bed to draw us into a hug. On that day, I learned an important lesson. The key to a successful relationship is to keep things fresh and exciting. And sometimes, keeping it fresh is embracing one's other side. 
I may not be straight or even bi as Sam was, but sometimes keeping an open mind allows one to experience all life has to offer. Sam may not be of the sexual orientation I'd once thought, but that doesn't make him any different from the person I love. All my boyfriend needed was acceptance from those that cared, and I will do my best to give that to him. After all, we all deserve no less. This was Going Both Ways by Mikasi Wolf, read for you by Crimson Rory the Mountain Smith. You can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Happy Pride, and thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.